From restaurant openings and discounts on bars and hotels to beauty and fashion offers, Sherlock's partners with London's best venues, suppliers and brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. And this month, we're offering new annual sign-ups a free Kate Somerville exfoliating treatment worth £72. Or you can trial VIP and get two months free access using the code VIPX2 at checkout. For more information, visit SherlocksVIP.com. Welcome to the Sherlock's Highlights podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Heather Steele, Laura Black and Becky Hull. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hello. Well, it's a very wet and rainy Monday morning, but I don't care because this is my last day here. <laughs> Why is that, Charlotte? <laughs> yeah, I'm getting married, yes. Do you know what I'm most envious about is that you're going to the sunshine. I know, me too. Yeah. That's the thing I care about the most, more than anything. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Right now. So grim oh, out there. Just a bit of sunshine. Imagine if you were getting married in the UK, say this weekend, it'd be oh, all miserable. But this is the thing about June; it is so unpredictable. Like yeah. I just feel like it's such a dodgy month to get married in the UK. Like Actually, you got married. This we will weekend. share the same wedding we anniversary. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I mean, it drizzled, but yeah. it wasn't torrential. Yeah. <laughs> Safer option: go to Mallorca. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's looking good. So, oh, no, how was everybody's weekend? Really nice, actually. Mine was quite relaxed. But Friday, I went out. We had our first summer hours. So it was really nice to go home and then just relax a bit before going out Mm. and then went out in Brighton. And yeah, other than that, quite relaxed. Didn't do much, but I feel very revitalised today for it. Good. Really nice. You're bringing a bit of energy, Mm. Becky. Yeah. (laughs) What's everybody been watching recently? I did speak about it last week, but I'm just going to briefly give another shout out to Chernobyl because I've watched it all and it's honestly one of the best things I've ever watched and I think everybody should watch it. Why? It's only five episodes long, but it's just such an important event that happened and this series really drives home how preventable it was mm. and can I just ask so I really wanted to start this yes. a few days ago how do I watch it so I watch it on now tv so it's a similar so thing if to... I don't have now tv I can't watch yeah no it's on sky I've got sky, sky. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well you can watch it I what, what is on... it sky atlantic yes it's on as a box set as well ah, yeah. Okay. yeah so if you've got Good normal good tv you can watch it okay <laughs> Yeah, so you can watch it on that, and I honestly think you should. I think everyone should. The final episode's amazing, and I've seen people talking about it. They somehow managed to explain nuclear science in a very basic, understandable way, in a way that you'd never imagine you'd be able to understand. But it's also so gripping, and it's so upsetting, and it's very dramatic, and obviously it was all true, but you really get to the human stories of what happened to various different people, whether it was the mothers who got pregnant during the time of the disaster and had subsequent issues, or, yeah, the firefighters who went in straight away to try and stem the damage 
damage to, you know, the politicians who were on the one hand being asked to cover it up on a global scale, but also were having to make these decisions that impacted everyone's lives. Surely there's something more than just the story that makes it really amazing, though, because I feel like plenty of disasters that have really happened mm-hmm. have been dramatised. Yeah. So it can't just be the story itself that's it's so gripping. It's not. I've said this to Becky because her brother was a set designer. Yes. And it is brilliant and it really does take you to this place, mm-hmm. whether it's the sort of homes of people and that sort of decor or just the sites when it is a disaster zone. Basically, I just think everyone should watch it because it's very important. It exposes a lot of things that I didn't realise happened and it is gripping but also horrifying and the way that they do it is brilliant. It's genuinely one of the best things I've ever seen. Mm. It's so moving and it's very raw and I think, like Heather said, it's super important for everyone to watch in a way because it's something you just cannot even fathom that actually happened. And like you, there's so many things I had no idea that were a thing with Chernobyl so it is it's a really good way of watching something that happened in our history and breaking it down bite size Becky other than that have you been watching anything else so I have been watching Riviera I don't know if anyone here has seen the first season no I that's a no that's okay amazing. but I've just finished the second season and again it's on now TV and it's Sky Atlantic <laughs> and it's got Julia Stiles in who seems quite divisive like a lot of people love or hate her yeah I don't like yeah. her she yeah. just reminds me of like years ago what was yeah. she in like 10, 10 things that yeah. yeah. that's one and, of my um, favourite Save the Last 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 Last. Last. Yeah. ever made yeah <laughs> but I have to say it is a brilliant show second series wasn't as good but in a nutshell it is about a very very wealthy family and it's about what wealth brings to you as a family and the damage it can cause essentially it's a drama about family money and power and I think what's so appealing about it is it is very high fashion everything about it is it's a bit like watching The Great Gatsby you know it's very shiny all the dresses are incredible it is a fashion statement of a show but the plot is brilliant and it's hard to not give anything away but yeah essentially it's dangerous family and it's what money can rip through and do to you so has this just come out the first season came out last year and then the second season has just come out and it's got poppy delavine in who brings a bit of punch to it actually adrian lester is in it this season as well isn't he and he's most amazing i mean he's a proper shakespearean yeah. actor he's incredible i think that's the thing the cast is so strong and you get really involved and wrapped up in their lives and it's pretty addictive but i would say watch the first series first because i wasn't as hooked on the second but it was still very glossy very glam and easy to get super hooked escapism definitely escapism and it's just nice to have a nosy inside these amazing houses and it's all based in like the french riviera and it's stunning it's well worth watch well on a similar note i know i'm really behind the times but i have just watched big little lies the whole first the whole first well no i haven't quite finished it but i think i know what happens anyway i have watched most of season one because I tried it when it first came out. I watched the first episode and I thought it was a load of rubbish. I thought it was really, really like magazine-y and a bit crappy and just really like subpar script and kind of cliche characters. And it just really didn't do it for me the first episode. But now Meryl Streep is going into it. Mm. I feel a bit like, well, it must be quite good if Meryl Streep's going into it. So I thought I'd give it another go and I'm really pleased I did. It's really good. It is still a bit magazine-y, a, yeah. bit, a bit trashy. It's not like quality viewing in the sense that there are a lot of kind of obvious 
TV conventions thrown in there and there's a kind of device where you know something has happened and you don't know what it is and they kind of intersperse all the action with police testimonies from witnesses but like they're still doing that in episode 5 you know so it gets mm. a bit stale but mm. the acting is obviously brilliant it's mm. got a cast of Reese Witherspoon Nicole Kidman and Laura Dern Zoe Kravitz and Shailene Shame. Woodley they're the five main characters plus an amazing supporting cast and it's fun I love that kind of show when you're building to something and you don't know what it is but you're waiting for that big thing to happen and yeah they've got fabulous houses amazing wardrobes but a really messed up lives as well so I'm sure everybody's like yeah well duh but <laughs> it is really worth a watch and I'm really excited because this week season mm. two has launched in the UK with Meryl Streep and so yeah I've got a whole extra season to binge now as I well I can't wait it's back tonight and I'm definitely going to be tuning in I loved Shailene Woodley's character specifically mm-hmm. and I felt like you could really empathise with her and more the fact that she's got this young kid she's like a young mum and she's struggling and I don't know I found that whole story really relatable and how their lives intertwine was just like fascinating yeah yeah, it's really worth a watch Laura what have you been watching? so I watched first episode of the second series of Killing Eve (gasps) last night Heather have you watched? no not yet so I was watching something else which I'll discuss another time called (laughs) When They See Us which is on Netflix um, which is really good very serious again so I do feel like I need something (laughs) like I'm ahead of the time you are watched it I'm always late to the party (laughs) tell us it's good I've only watched one episode firstly what I love about it is each episode is only 40 minutes so I feel like I can get through it quite quickly Mm -hmm. but I was a bit worried because it's not Phoebe Waller-Bridge writing this time is it she's handed it over to her friend but it picks off literally exactly where they left it which I also quite like because you're literally straight in and it just continues I mean Villanelle is just such a wig character isn't she because she's kind of this like awful assassin but equally quite likable it's yeah. just root for her don't know yeah. it's so weird <laughs> and it's also such a weird type of tv because it's this awful dark thriller but equally quite funny it's really funny yeah yes yeah, so i'm really enjoying it i feel like it's gonna keep going and it's i've heard the reviews are pretty good and i've also heard they've just confirmed a third series oh, so it's brilliant yeah so i'm gonna get stuck in again tonight so you didn't notice too much phoebe Waller-Bridge's no absence. not at all no 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 it feels exactly the same okay good let's talk about makeup now Becky wrote a piece on the nine best new bronzers for every skin type and budget personally I found bronzers really fascinating because I didn't even really know there was a liquid type of bronzer agreed when you read that I only knew it a few weeks ago when Becky started talking about it on the podcast as well and I was like wait what I feel like that's quite dramatic to have a liquid bronzer yeah can you explain yeah so do you know what actually when I wrote this piece I was like god is this like do people care about bronzers but actually both my best friends were like I never use bronzer and Unless I have to. I mean, I don't know oh, if that's a thing. God, I've stopped using bronzer because I don't like that powdery look, but I don't really know what to do with a liquid one. So basically, yeah, you can get liquids, you can get powders, you can get creams, you can get drops. I mean, check out the piece. <laughs> but liquids for me, I tried the Bare Minerals Bronze Serum and you literally need, I mean, maybe three drops of it and it just buffs into your skin. So you don't put it into your moisturiser. You, you can put it directly on. And can you put it on top of foundation I'm not prepared to forego my foundation so can you put the liquid on top of it and how does it work doesn't it just like smear it all around yeah you can put it on top of your foundation still I mean I'd let your foundation sink in first but it's a liquid but just because it's liquid doesn't mean that it's gonna interfere with any of your other product it's literally just like a little tint on your face 
But the Bare Minerals one especially, I've applied that on top of my foundation before, or the beauty of it is you can apply it on its own. It literally makes you look like you've just been sat in the sun for, you know, 10 minutes. It's really even, it's really glowy, and it comes with a really cool brush that's just really dense bristles, so you get sort of even application. And does it last? That one really lasts. I'd say that will last you all day, definitely. And because it's a liquid, you'll have it for, like, years. It's crazy how good that is. It's honestly one of my faves. And then similarly, Drunk Elephant's Anti-Pollution Drops, so that you would mix in with, with your, your foundation or your moisturiser just mm-hmm. for like a bit more warm. But that's still considered a bronzer, not a tan. Still considered yeah. a bronzer, yeah. It's a new launch from them, so I think it was like a bronzer serum. That was Could you put it in vibe. your sun cream? Yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, the whole point of their latest one from Drunk Elephant is you can mix it with anything. And actually, that's quite a nice way of just having something on your skin without going full-on foundation. And then you don't need SPF foundation. Okay, and if liquid isn't for you, then what else is out there that's So if liquid's not for you we've got obviously your go-to powder bronzers and the best are and the best are i mean guerlain is a real classic their terracotta bronzers are sell out every year they smell incredible and they are basically the equivalent of like a real collector's item among the bronzer community not cheap not cheap but i have had mine for over three years now it has lasted three years you get a lot well quite i'm just careful guys (laughs) how much is it it's 49 pounds so it's an investment but you you do usually get like blusher shades in there you get like a slight shimmery finish mm-hmm. so it's a bit of a one hit wonder as a palette and yeah it smells of holidays so there's that one and then if you're after something a bit more affordable well Nooks have got a California beaming bronzer and it's £10 and again you can use that on your face your body it's big enough that you can cover quite a wide surface area and it just gives you a really nice vacation glow I can I ask what's your thoughts of shimmer versus a matte bronzer I prefer matte. Yeah, because I don't like it when I look too, like... Too shimmery. Yeah, Yeah, but then matte, you can look a bit, like, 90s. Yeah. Completely agree. So are you better to go matte and then highlight? I think you're better to go matte day to day and then, if you want highlight, highlight. But I think a bit of shimmer's nice for holidays, I have to say. I think if you're in the sun or if you're out, like, abroad, it's nice to have something just subtly catching the light. But I would never go for one that's baked with shimmer because I think it's just not flattering. It's not coming in the office. And it just sits in, like like all your creases I know from yes, like around here around your eyes around your nose so it's just not go for something with really minimal shimmer I okay say. and Laura you were talking about the Chanel one before I mean I've used this for an embarrassingly long time I mean I'm, I want to say like 10 years yeah <laughs> do you know what the product name is it's Soleil Tan de Chanel okay do you like my French accent that is so <laughs> you can apply it with your fingers can't you yeah. but I actually use a brush and it's solid but it's kind of a creamy gel and it is just it melts into the skin, doesn't it's it? It's so good. And also, this is probably not what it was designed for. But you know, if you haven't fake tanned and you're feeling a bit gross and you've got sandals on, like, just it, you can put a little bit <laughs> on your foot. Completely. And you look like you've got you've tanned your feet. And you Clever. can use brushes with it. I actually quite like using a brush with it because you get even more coverage from it. You can really just buff it on. And because you use that over your foundation. Yeah. Yeah. Any carefully. of these, I would say you can use over your foundation, definitely. Do bronzers ever come in a variety of shades or is it always... 
Absolutely. You, in fact, there's several on here. So the Becca Blush and Glow Palette has got, I think there's four different shades. So you can really multitask with mm-hmm. it. And again, Guerlain's has got different coloured hues. And the idea is you literally use a big buffer brush and you put it on and it catches the light differently with all different shades. And NARS's new Summer Lights Face Palette is £56. And as I've said here, it is an investment, but you can use it on your lids, cheeks and to sculpt your whole face. So yeah, it's much more versatile now. The other one that I was given actually and I was a bit like oh it's going to take me away but Uh I still really love it is the Charlotte Tilbury film star because that's the balance because you've got your bronzer which is quite matte isn't it but then you've got the highlighter in the same palette so you can pick and choose so you can pick and choose exactly okay well I feel like there's a wealth of information Mm -hmm. in that but if you are looking for a new bronzer for the summer then have a look at the piece on the site okay we're going to talk about interiors now Laura time to step on up (laughs) we wrote a piece on faux floor Street and botanicals and how fake flowers have made a bit of a comeback really haven't they so we have broken down all the ways that you can make them work in your home i never really thought this was like the kind of topic that would require tips but actually having read the tips they're all quite helpful aren't they because- well i think faux flowers have come on so far haven't they if yeah. you think back to your kind of like if i think back to my mum and those all those years ago mm-hmm. they were just so faux yeah oh yeah they looked faux, they looked right? so because they were almost a bit perfect yes. whereas i I think the skill now with the people making them is that they make them look real by giving them imperfections. Mm-hmm. It was the green stems, wasn't it? Like exactly. give away green yeah. stems with the fake. But leaves. I think that that would always be my tip with faux flowers. So I think put them in an opaque vase because yeah. you don't really want to see your wires. Yes, it's like seeing backstage at a show, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so what else within this piece? We suggested mixing and matching a different variety, going bigger, which I was surprised about again though I think that's a trend that's kind of changed I would say about five years ago it was all about just the single stem and just your hydrangeas or just your roses or just your eucalyptus whereas I think it's kind of changing again Mm -hmm. and it's create big arrangements use more color don't be so sort of stuck by one stem of flower okay so any other tips we talked about Cheating on fragrance and lighting a candle or diffuser behind the arrangement. That's quite sneaky, isn't it? (laughs) What else? First of all, where do you start? Where do you go for good fake flowers? So I would say ochre. They have such a broad range of them now. And I've got so many friends have got them and they look amazing. The other person that I've just discovered that started doing them is Philippa Craddock. I don't know if you know Philippa Craddock. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I think Philippa Craddock did Megan's flowers for her wedding. But she has just started doing them and they are Amazing, absolutely beautiful. There's also a brand called SIA, S-I-A, more difficult to get a hold of now in the UK, but I think they have their own website, Mm -hmm. but they, I actually have SIA and they are amazing. And do you have to spend to get good fake flowers? I think you do, actually. I don't think, you know, everywhere does them now. You can even buy them in Sainsbury's and, you know, the supermarkets, but I think they are an investment. But if you think how much, you know, Mm. fresh flowers are per week, Mm -hmm. I think it's worth the investment and if you're going to buy them make them good ones Mm -hmm. one thing that we didn't say I don't think here but is that you should probably switch them up seasonally shouldn't you to make it more believable yes absolutely having peonies in November (laughs) because no one's going to think they're real are they yes that is true but then I also don't think you should be too embarrassed if you've got faux flowers I think just go with it and kind of make a statement with it true and do you think there's like a time and a place for them like why fake flowers is it to save money is it to make a bigger statement than you otherwise 
always would. Or to give your room some colour mm-hmm. if your house is looking a bit... Grey and white. Grey and exactly. Mm-hmm. Then just add a pop of colour with some faux flowers. And I think, you know, in a kitchen or a sitting room or a hallway, you can go quite big. But equally, if you don't want to spend much, but you want to change something up in your bedroom, just put like a little stem and a bud vase on your bedside table. I think it looks so lovely. My mum's actually got... She was getting in trouble for the flower bill. So mm-hmm. she's now got on their kitchen island, she's got a, I mean, a huge vase, like a metre high yeah. glass vase. And like, not bamboo, like they're green and they twist at the end. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're really impactful. Like re- they do look really amazing. I like yeah, and I don't think they were cheap, but they're fake and they have for a long time. Cheaper than her flower habit. Yeah, exactly. How long do they last for? Well, forever, I would say. I think I read in here the tip was to just put your hair dryer over them every now and then to get rid of the dust. That's what I was wondering. But, but presumably all cold because yeah. otherwise they're going to melt your flowers yeah. um, but I mean they last for as long as you take care of them I guess you don't want to have them in bright sunlight all the time because mm. they'll fade color, but yeah. yeah as long as you look after them they're don't see why they should have a short lifespan. And in terms of display, I guess you just treat them like normal flowers. So we've said here, don't be too gentle. Uh, like put together an arrangement that you know with things that mix and match. And I, like I guess that's the same as if you were just having a bunch of normal flowers. Exactly. Mixed, yeah. And also, if you start getting bored of them, put them in a different vase or divide them up and have them in three vases rather than one big vase. I like that. I'm I'm, I'm quite good at looking after my plants because I know you can get fake plants as well. Mm. But I feel like in those spaces where it is really shady and you're like, oh, I can't pop anything. Thing. Maybe I could put a fake one in. And Absolutely, be none the wiser. I feel like it's quite healthy to have like real plants. Oh in yeah, house. I've got I a don't lot know why. Of yeah, I like a plant. You don't like a house plant, do you? No, yeah. No. I quite like having the greenery yeah. in my yeah. home. Same, but quite there are certain spots where they don't thrive. No. So yeah, I think I might get a fake one. Hmm, good idea. Okay, let's continue on the interiors theme and talk about tablescaping. This is a, this is a, a hobby of mine. <laughs> God, it's such a millennial phrase, isn't it? Tablescaping, but it basically describes the art. Of, I mean, it's laying the table really isn't it? it's making like, your table look pretty making yeah. your table look presentable and Instagrammable <laughs> so from event designers to uh, well Instagram influencers and even chefs everybody is tablescaping these days so we wrote a piece on how to do it right so is anyone else as obsessed with this as I am me you are yes <laughs> I mean I'd like to be I can't say I've ever done an amazing session of tablescaping but the tips are great and- okay Heather yeah kind of the same I'm massively into it but just don't have any of it because I've no space to have people people around I'm not just going to do it for me and my boyfriend like, <laughs> <laughs> and no, kind of, you I'll pull out table date <laughs> night yeah. yeah last night I did well tablescaping is generous but <laughs> we had scallops and a salad and I could have just plonked them on the plate but now I've got like our nice plates out yeah, yeah it's nice so Laura in terms of tablescaping where does one start what is on trend what should people be buying I think it's going to depend on the vibe of the evening whether you're inside or out outside or how many people you know is it a big event but I have a real obsession at the moment with linen tablecloths I mean I can't get enough I met that with linen napkins oh it transforms the table so quickly I mean I'll take a white one I've got a pale blue one pale pink one and then that is such a good base Mm -hmm. with a pop of colour as well I think that's such a good place to start the only thing is you then add work because you have to wash it true but then maybe go just tablecloth and not linen napkins and then 
paper napkins yes. off your to-do list of washing. True. <laughs> but places like H&M particularly do those and Zara Home. Mm-hmm. So affordable and such an easy way to kind of update your mm-hmm. dinner party look. Glassware. We love a bit of coloured glassware mm-hmm. at the moment. A bit of pink glassware I think makes nice. such a difference. But also cut glass. I've started using yeah. like whiskey tumblers mm-hmm. as water glasses just because it feels a bit more modern. And also we have a real thing in our house that if you've got them, don't save them for yeah. kind of best. If yeah. you've got them just use them and if one smashes then so be it it's better that it's used and not just sitting in a cupboard Mm. getting dusty so yeah use it have fun with using whatever it is and I also love a bit of mismatch I don't think everything has to look kind of identical across the table so many cheaper ways of doing it as well use some herbs use some sprigs of flour use some old little milk bottles if you want to put you know something and lay them out across the whole table I like natural fibres, so some rattan mats. There is a particular look, isn't there? You can't start doing this with, like, your wedding china, can you? It's very much a more kind of eclectic... Yeah, I think have an eclectic... together. But I would. Thing. I use my wedding china. Do you? With, with, yeah, yeah. Oh, so how do you make that look more modern, then? With all those with the things. Other bits. And yeah. I think mismatching it makes it... Okay. Yeah, I don't think you want all your matching cut glass with mm-hmm. all your china and everything looking too... Because that suddenly makes it quite formal. Exactly. Which isn't very now. Yeah. So I would just mismatch it a bit. And I think suddenly it does become a bit more modern. Interesting. I think the other thing you can do if you don't want to spend money, I always make my water look pretty. So if you've got a clear water jug, just chuck in some like lemons, limes and some mint. And suddenly the table's got a little bit of colour. And I know I'm Anthropology's biggest cheerleader, but I've also got a big water tumbler from there as well, which is all decorated. So the minute you put that with slices Mm -hmm. of lemons on the table Mm -hmm. and a candle burning, exactly. Yeah, it's a really easy hack. I'm a big fan of the steak statement kind of candle holders as well yes. so I think yeah even on my boring table we've got these two similar to the ones actually in the piece the oak ones the big sort of lion leopardy type thing yeah I love them. yeah pop those in the middle adds a and bit I of think something. have a range of heights as well mm-hmm. across the table so have some big candle things but have some lower vases mm. or have your really big jug and then some lower candles I got some gold candlesticks from H&M home mm. actually last summer and they are a variety of heights as well and actually I keep meaning to buy colour candles to go in them because that feels a bit more more current this year but do you know where does really good ones tiger tiger yeah and super super cheap yeah because i was gonna say liberty have them and they're not that they're like 12 pounds get down to tiger wow tiger good paper napkins in tiger as well yeah actually i forget about tiger they have some great one pound one here god tiger okay that's a really good tip thank you okay so if you do want to go for that mix and match crockery look but you don't want to spend you know you don't want to start replacing a wedding china with with a whole new set where can you go Sainsbury's is great yeah crockery exactly so Sainsbury's I mean all the usual ones we reference but Sainsbury's H&M or just go simple and go white from Ikea Mm -hmm. and then add a napkin or a different placemat or a charger underneath it Mm -hmm. Um, I think you know you don't have to spend a fortune these days at all. The other big trend is napkin rings as well. There's loads of napkin rings around. There's a lot of ceramics, aren't there? And also like rattan styles. The other thing is that you can use your food Absolutely. as a way, particularly when people arrive. So I'm a big fan of a big load of radishes mm. on yeah. the plate, just as like a snack when people yeah. arrive. With some homemade hummus. Homemade hummus. Or mm. Alex Head from Social Pantry actually when she came in and told us about her Marmite butter recipe, mm. which what? I have done. Oh my God, it's incredible. You literally just melt Marmite into butter. 
butter, it solidifies a bit and dip a radish into it. It's so good. Oh, oh so yeah. you do a big crudités platter with something like that, really fun. Yeah, oh colourful. Yeah. On a nice plate. Exactly. Delicious. And actually somebody gave me a tip once as well to always do popcorn on people's arrival because A, it's quite visual and fun and like people can, what you can be doing in the pan when people get there. B, it smells really good and C, it looks quite fancy even though it's actually the easiest thing ever and you can yeah. just put like a bit of truffle yeah. oil on it or something. Ooh. I know. Well, I that's that's tablescaping. I, the tablescaping is thinking yeah. whatever you want yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, if you do want some more tips then do have a look at the piece on the site. We spoke to a variety of interiors experts and we've got a list of some gorgeous products mm. in there as well, haven't we? Things that will really help enhance your home for summer. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Let's talk about shaving now. Shaving is the preferred hair removal method for 58% of women, but it can also cause irritation, itchy, rashes, and lots of other gross things. So, Becky, you wrote a piece on nine shaving hacks for getting it right. And I feel like this is something we all probably should know by now, but I don't know about you guys, but I'm always, like, cutting myself. And... Oh, my God. I'm always getting, like, bumps and rash. That was why I was like, do you know what? I'm going to write a piece on shaving. <laughs> right. Because it's my preferred method, and without fail, I still get rashes. I mean, I know I've got very sensitive skin, but I do think there's quite simple tricks that can prevent it. And the lady I spoke to, Patricia Boland, actually said that so many people press really hard on their skin to get a close shave, and I'm 100% guilty of that. Basically, it's not true. Firm pressure can actually cause trauma, and then you cause irritation and bumps and redness. So Have a sharper blade. Have a sharper blade and just go super lightly, lightly in motions. And my favourite tip that she gave is to close your pores. Apparently, that is the best way to get the closest shave possible. She said says that you have a warm water or bath or shower and it opens your skin's pores and then you quickly like splash cold water on first then you shave and that is the key to getting the hairs fully out and she says you know it's quite a laborious process but you will notice a difference so that prevents you getting rashes or just stops it growing back quicker it prevents you getting rashes and it also stops moisture coming straight out so you're not drying your skin out and getting like scaly mm. shins it's just allowing your skin time to breathe a bit like on your face when you you know people say go in the sauna opens yes, up your pores yeah, yeah, so it's the course. same kind of thing it makes the hairs easier to pull out so I thought that was a good tip it's something I've never heard of 
And also, everyone's probably heard of this, but use your hair conditioner or shaving cream. I love that tip. Yeah. My grandma always told me to do that. It's such a... I didn't it's know if it was like an old wife's tale, but I've known that for so yeah. long. Yeah. I've always and done it with, like, thanks to my grandma. Well, no exactly. one's ever told me I've just done it out of laziness or just out of... It, just because well, it works yeah. or because you've run out of shaving also, foam or whatever. And but. if you have... I like to use a nice shower gel, but I use like yeah. a cheaper shampoo and conditioner. Mm. Well, she said that it's because conditioner is positively charged, which makes it attractive to the hair and able to coat the strands for a smoother finish. Uh, I know, but it was actually a really interesting piece, especially as I think, like we said, 58% of women like to shave. But I think just a few easy tweaks will make sure you're getting the best result. I never know if it's a thing to say anymore. Do you know what I mean? People so frown upon it. Okay, no, when I was like a teenager, obviously you shaved. And then I feel like in the last, or kind of maybe five, ten years ago, it became a bit taboo to shave, a bit dated. But I feel like now everybody's like, okay, let's just admit we all shave. I would never shave my bikini line. No. No. Never, ever, ever. But legs and underarms. Completely. Me too. And actually, I know so many people, I don't know if anyone here has had laser. No. Most of my friends actually have at this point, but I'm just a little nervous about having half my body lasered. I think I know quite a few people that have had laser and A, it's ridiculously expensive, it's really expensive. and B, you have to do a lot of sessions so you are buying into it. You're mm. not just doing one and it goes. You have to keep it up properly. And also, it doesn't always work on everybody. So someone like you, Heather, it would probably work really well. <laughs> You've got really dark yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah. skin, dark hair. I really, yeah. I was going to yeah. say, I thought it'd be the opposite because it's so dark no, that it'd take ages it, to get it's rid. it's more, I wonder how we would all mm. fare. Basically, the fairer your hair, the less it's going to work. Oh, I really didn't know yeah. that. Mm. That's surprising. Yeah, so I was always jealous growing up because everyone with like the fair hair didn't really need to shave their legs or anything because you couldn't really see mm, them. Whereas yeah. I've always been dark no. and hairy. I wish I'd never shaved my legs in the first place because I don't shave my thighs. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like, you can't see the hair there at all. And I feel like had I just left my shins, then they also would never be hair. Right. Whereas now yeah. I've got like, yeah, now I have to No, it's true. Shave. I think that, that when you start doing it, you have to keep going. Yeah. Heather, any tips for shaving and getting it right? Not really, but this, well, the piece does it all for me, but this piece did bring back sort of horrible flashbacks of, you know, being at school and dry shaving oh, really oh, quickly, shaving. just on your oh. way out, kind of like, oh, to quickly do mm. that. And yeah, I was reading that tip. I could actually kind of feel my legs kind of, yeah. how the sensation of what it used to feel you like. You so feel that, yeah. can't you? Like and it used head. to look bloody awful because you then try and moisturise, but then you'd obviously you get a rash. Yeah. Yeah. You just, yeah, why did we do it? <laughs> but yeah, the conditioner one for me was a kind of nice little confirmation that I'm not just being lazy so yeah Becky any other big takeaways from this I think also interesting to seek out products with chamomile because it's naturally mm. anti-inflammatory and that's something I probably would never have looked for and she also says to look out for glycerin in your ingredients because it's a humectant and it draws water in your skin. So again, it's just another way of making sure you're constantly moisturised. Because obviously the one thing with shaving and even waxing is it completely strips you of moisture. So I think it's really key to look out for those two ingredients. I know I'm always really guilty of using a blunt blade and then I get rid of, mm. and I get rid of my razor and I'm like oh this is much better <laughs> yeah, there's so much easier like, oh, yeah. my hair's gone I am exactly the same yeah. but it's just such an annoying thing to buy mm. and they're cheap exactly yeah. I don't like those really cheapy disposable no. ones bad for the environment as well um, really bad for the so, environment yeah they're not it's like 13 quid or something yeah, isn't it or 8 quid yeah, yeah, yeah. To get a pack. 
any tips at all on how often you should be changing mm. them? So Patricia recommends that you change your razor blade every five to seven shaves. That is really frequent. And another interesting thing was she says, do not leave it in the shower because the blade rusts faster. I read yeah. that and also was like, I do. I just have one of those. obvious thing to yeah, say. Yeah, I know. Why, <laughs> why don't I do that? But also, why do they then give you, you know, they, I've got one of those sucker things that they come with, one of yeah. those little holder things that go oh, on the side yeah. of the shower to hold it in mm. place. So that's where it oh, is. Because yeah. they want you to buy more. That's yeah. Right. yeah. Okay, well, for further tips, do you have a look at the piece on the site? Okay, this next one was not written by me, but definitely requested by me. How to write the perfect thank you letter. Turns out, when you get married, you have a lot of these to write. <laughs> you have um, a lot to come. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I'm scared. But also, I think it's good etiquette, isn't it, to know how to write a good thank you letter. And it can be quite difficult. The reason I found it difficult was because it's really easy if somebody buys you a toaster to say, oh, thank you for the lovely toaster, we can't wait to make our <laughs> breakfast more exciting. Yeah, that kind of thing. But when someone gives you money, mm. or when someone gives you vouchers, or if somebody can't come to the event I don't know it's all just there are some minefields out there so Pascal interviewed an etiquette expert from Debrett's all about how to get it right so that included things like make sure you post it an email does not suffice make it personal that is what I have been trying to do mm. that oh thank you yes the toast I can't wait to pimp our toast out and flattery will get you everywhere so and um, obvious to do that though isn't it just mm. compliment them and then such a, an easy win that one yes that was one that worked particularly well if you were thanking somebody for hosting them or something. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for being such a fabulous host. Laura, I feel like you're probably quite good at this. Do you often write thank you notes? Do you write them I when do. it's not just for a gift? It's always been drilled into me. So I do. I mean, going to a really good friend's house for supper, probably not. Mm. I would just send a WhatsApp or an email. <laughs> but somebody that I don't know so well, I would always write mm. and thank. And I would sort of expect the same vice versa. Mm. If one of my really, really great friends came for supper and she wrote me a thank you letter every single time, It'll I think that was a bit strange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd also say save your postage money because <laughs> we don't need to do that. But yes, any event, any present... Supper is somebody I don't know so well. Always, mm. always write. There's nothing nicer. Yeah, it's true. There's actually nothing nicer. In the post. And also, stationery these days is so gorgeous mm. that I kind of love it when I get a, a new variation of a papier card through the post. I'm like, oh, handsome. <laughs> papier, I've got some new offering. That's <laughs> so true. It's so true. What about you guys? Yeah, it was very much drilled into me as a child to write thank you cards and write them by hand. So yeah, every birthday and Christmas, even now, like my mum, as part of my present, gives me a set of thank you cards Love which is that. nice but yeah I send them to everybody apart from yeah close friends because like they don't do the same back so it's just yeah that kind of understanding that you know you'd you say it. thank you in other ways but anybody else yeah sort of mm. godparents aunties uncles mum dad you know grandparents yeah. anyone like that yeah I've always written cards and I always try and do them now I remember being younger and just really put it off until sort of mid-January where you get an absolute rollicking down the phone from your parents for not sending them but now I like to kind of yeah write them yeah. almost straight away and it, I think it's nice that you think about what you've had and say I nice I just things. think if you don't do it straight away it becomes quite a big deal yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but if you do it straight away then you don't overthink yeah, it and exactly. it's just it's done otherwise you... and do you always send to the host so for example if you go to somebody's wedding and it's at their parents house for example do you send it to the couple or do you send it to the parents I would send it to whoever invited me on the invitation okay. so if it's the parents invite you then mm-hmm. you would thank the parents but if they invite you mm-hmm. you would that's a good 
that point, actually. Because yeah. you'd I'm almost think... feel like you'd have to do both. Yeah. I and sometimes I, I do do two. So hang on, so if you go to somebody's wedding, you send them a thank you? It depends. So I would do whoever's invited me on the invitation, who you would RSVP to. Correct, okay. And then I would do the same. But if I've been to a really good friend's wedding and it was, like, so special, yeah. then I would quite often write to thank the parents yes. and then just mm. send them a little note too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really nothing nicer than coming back from your honeymoon and having somebody go, oh my God, this was amazing at your wedding. That's yeah. so true. That's Friends true. take note. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I went to a wedding of someone I didn't even really know that well. It was a, my boyfriend's best friend two weekends ago. And I just keep thinking about it because it's such a lovely day and I met all these really nice people and the whole event was lovely. And I kind of have had this feeling like I really want to kind of tell them that, mm. but I don't know them that well. So I was like, is it weird to send no, them No, I don't card? think it's yeah. ever weird. Okay. I would be so grateful mm. if I got that. My boyfriend really certainly won't be sending one. Yes. So <laughs> in terms of what you're putting in your thank you card, how short is too short? Like the format for my wedding ones, for example, have been like, dear so-and-so, thank you so much for the knives. We can't wait to become wizards in the kitchen. Can't wait to celebrate with you in New York in a few weeks. All I love, Ben and Charlotte. So I enough? was always told that it should go onto the other side. Oh, oh really? But I have very small writing. Oh, I've got massive very small writing. So maybe you need to make it bigger. <laughs> yeah, I think I do. Okay, so what kind of thing, if you were, like the same example, if you were saying thanks for the knives, what else would you be saying? Before the event? Yeah. Because that's yeah. a whole other thing yeah. as well. The <laughs> etiquette of can you send before the event and can you send off? Well, we started getting gifts when our invites went out, which is oh, seven wow. weeks ago. So we thought we're not coming home from our wedding till over a week afterwards. But people are going to wait three months for a thank you. That's so rude. So we have sent the ones that we've received already out. Because obviously it's easy after an event, like, oh, this was so fabulous. The yeah. flowers were great and the band was lovely or whatever. But how do you... Talk about the run-up, how you're so looking forward to yeah. it, what you've done so far, so looking forward to seeing them. Yeah. It's more just the thought, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's nothing worse than these generic ones. Oh, yeah. just I might as well not bother. No, so true. Time is of the essence was actually one of the points that we included in this piece. Pascal says, it's not something any of us enjoy sitting down doing, but your thank you cards need to be sent out as soon as possible. It works as after the event. But I think that means mm-hmm. after the mm-hmm. receipt of I'd love to know, actually, what is correct with that. Etiquette-wise. Etiquette-wise. Yeah. Because... I've received some things before mm. where I felt it was a bit odd, but I think it is correct. <laughs> what you mean to wait? Enough. I would have waited, oh, I but see. I have received them before, and I think it's correct maybe to, to do it. If, to well, do my dad it. was just like, it's so rude if you let people wait for 12 yeah, weeks. Yeah, I, I do think, think... I'm so thank you. Is and that then, normal with Jewish weddings to send presents in advance? I just think it's people have bought stuff on the gift list. Oh, I see. So, the, so people oh. pounce on the gift list so yeah. that they can make sure they get the things they want to yeah. get. And then you get the notification. And then I get a notification saying XYZ has bought. So I didn't, I had the same, but I sent mine afterwards because we had cards made with a picture from the wedding. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Okay, we've had like personalised stationery made. So that was so the reason why that. I waited. Got it. Okay, yeah. oh, that's lovely. I like that. Oh, well, too late. <laughs> Maybe the people who haven't given us a gift yet can have that. Okay, well, I feel like I've got quite a lot to learn. There's some pretty good tips in here, so do check it out. Let's move on to a bit of fashion, a bit of lifestyle. We're going to talk about the Lux List now, which is our monthly roundup of all the things we're coveting and the coolest things to do, and basically just the hottest new stuff out there right now. So, Heather, do you want to kick us off? What did you contribute to this this month? So, one of them, kind of leading on from what we were just talking about, is the new Matilda Goad Times Papier uh, collection, which is just amazing. And I want to buy all the (laughs) shell-related stationery. She's been so 
clever husband. Yeah, so really for those clever. who don't know who she is, Matilda Goad is... She's known for creating these scallop-shaped lampshades, and she's since produced some kind of rainbow tableware for matches. And she's just kind of hit the zeitgeist, hasn't she, in terms yeah. of interiors trends and Instagram trends. There's a lot of rainbow colours and scalloped edges. It's very and... maximalist, but in a cool way. Yeah. Yeah. She's very cool, and I just think this collaboration is also Genius. really cool. So I don't think I've actually seen it, so it's a stationary collection, presumably. Yeah, and that's why when I was thinking, so I wrote this up, and then the day after, Charlotte had a papier delivery, and I was like, ooh! <laughs> oh, yes. So yeah, I was no, like, no, oh, I wonder. Else. Yeah, because <laughs> she has done some, well, I think you could use it for anything, but a lot of it they were suggesting you could use as wedding stationery, with lots of lovely scallop shells on, and it's all just very summery. It's yeah, in, I was just about to say, it's very summery. It's inspired thing. by her kind of summer holidays, and I think she's even got little postcards and things as well. And it's sort of lovely. ice cream colours, yeah. isn't it? Pastels. It's just, yeah, it's really gorgeous. There's something quite vintage about her look, but it's mm. still really current. Exactly. Yeah, she's very clever. Yeah, very clever. Okay, love so, that. Yeah, if you are writing thank you letters, check that I out. I will, thank you. And uh, the other thing which I think most people will be excited about is the opening of uh, Socolo, <gasps> which is... Can I tell you, I didn't read that, I'm afraid, at the time. And then, <laughs> and then I noticed this piece this morning and I was like, they're opening another one. Yeah, I'm so, so excited. Exciting. So the gang, uh, they're called the Big Mama Group and they've got lots of restaurants in Paris and other places in France, but most people might know this from Instagram, but they opened their first London restaurant in February called Gloria Trattoria in Shoreditch. Yeah, Yeah. really good. What I would say is order all the starters because that's the stuff they genuinely bring in from Italy. So like the burrata and the hams and the meats and the bread and the olive oil. And And you have to queue, right? Yeah, so when I went, this is going back to Gloria, which is in Shoreditch because the other one hasn't quite opened yet. I went on a Monday evening and there wasn't a queue. So I think go Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, mm-hmm. maybe even Wednesday and get there for maybe eight o'clock and you'll be all Fine. right. It was busy in there, like buzzy, but yeah. there weren't any queues. It's, it's a big space, right? It's quite big. It's all like completely over the top in a great way. Like everything's very vintage. It's sort of meant to be modelled on the 1970s Capri. Oh, but, yeah. I don't know why, but I feel like that really ties into the whole Matilda game. Yeah. It takes yeah. They, they do have theme. like lots of fringing yeah. and things, but it's just, it's very over the top. All the staff, or I think 95% of the staff are actually Italian mm-hmm. as well. And they're very they're recommending like oh have this because that's from Naples mm. where I'm from and you know they're oh, really that's that's authentic. Authentic. exactly Lovely. it's a lot of fun it's a great place to go with the girls and I'm going in a few weeks with some friends just because it's just a great space to have a, a really fun dinner oh, fun. fun cocktails but yeah they're opening a second much bigger space in Fitzrovia at the end of June called Socolo okay. I haven't given much away but there will be a massive outdoor terrace Ooh, apparently and a meter long pizzas I've just mm, read yes yeah. so I think yeah again good for groups and they make their own limoncello as well which is very mm-hmm. delicious I've been to Big Mama oh. which is in like the Pig Eye area in Paris and oh it's good it's so good they're oh. doing it right it's fun I mean I don't know how long the restaurants will be around for because they seem very current and fun mm. but, so you know in London people are always looking for something new but I do feel like they'll stick around yeah. those ones and good Italian can't really yeah, beat it good Italian you? and yeah just fun like it's so nice to go to a restaurant and have a right old laugh mm. like sometimes I think it can be either sort of grab and go or sort of a bit formal so it was nice to go somewhere where yeah cool. have a bit of a giggle and finally another drink Fisher's Gin yes Fisher's Gin it has already launched this gin and it combines old English herbs and botanicals found along the Suffolk coast and that's where the distillery is so yeah their head botanist has basically foraged around the Suffolk coast and found all these nice botanicals and added it to this gin called Fisher's Gin and yeah it's really lovely got a real nice flavour to it really pretty bottles as well 
well. So it's a nice small batch kind of company who are making it. But yeah, good gift in that case. Really good gift. Cool. Anything you should be teaming it with in particular? I just really liked it as in a martini because you could really taste (laughs) the sort of botanical flavours. So yeah, a good thing to give someone as a prezi or Mm. if you're going to a drinks party or like a summer picnic and fancy a G&T with everyone, I reckon. Nice bottle. Cool. Go for it. Becky, any beauty recommendations? Yes. And also I just have to say the Lux list for June was I literally wanted to do everything Mm. and buy everything. (laughs) But for beauty, there is a new brand called Make, which has come over from New York. And you only have to look at it on Instagram. It is so, I mean, it's designed to be grammable, I'm pretty sure. It's kind of niche, like not many people have heard of it. And it's quite a streamlined collection of glossy balms, blushes, bronzers. It's very much your basics, but they're all paraben and cruelty-free products and they all have sort of oils, natural oils running through. So you get really nice, even finish. What's the price point like? Price points, they start from £18 and then it can go up to like 50 Okay. But I think you're paying for good quality and you're paying for no harsh chemicals, no nasty ingredients. Really nice brand and it's really wearable, suits all, and they've got some impressive shades too. But yeah, it's the kind of brand you'll want to stockpile just because it is so nice to look at. And where can you buy it? You can buy it at Selfridges. I think that's mainly where it is and I think it's going to be on Netaporter too. <gasps> Mm. Well, we had some fashion recommendations in there this month as well. There's a new brand that's just launched called Refine, which is a slip dress brand and I love a small brand who take one thing and then just do it really well you know there's enough big brands out there doing everything that it's quite nice to see somebody specialize in something and that's what Refine does they have like a really small capsule collection of of really gorgeous satin slip dresses and camisoles which are just really pretty great for events I'm wearing a slip dress for a wedding event this week so yeah do have a look at them because they're also not stupidly expensive so always nice to discover new brands and also to know that you're wearing something that not everybody's going to be turning up which is always nice and then also open for vintage is another one which is a site a bit like a vestia collective or you know a lot of those resale sites where you can buy vintage handbags jackets etc but there's no middleman it's not a marketplace structure so it's not a marketplace format so you're not kind of negotiating or in that kind of ebay format that so many of those sites have it's very much just like they have bought the stock so you can buy the stock through them so i mean this is a handbag this is how much it costs and you buy it exactly great the quality I believe it's all gone through their quality controlled and, and verified I mean the downside is obviously you can't then haggle for mm. things a lot of those other sites you can kind of mm. make a bid or an offer but yeah the fact that you can just buy something directly through there if there's something in particular that you've been after then you can keep an eye on that and you don't have to fight off a load of people at the best price as well for it which I think is quite yeah. refreshing yeah. and can I just say the H&M times love stories yes. I'm so excited because for me H&M do some of the best swimwear I don't know if you agree with that yeah they do do really good swimwear I love getting swimwear from there so I was having a little look at this this morning and it just looks so nice yeah so Love Stories Intimates is a gorgeous brand from Amsterdam and they do lingerie and swimwear and pyjamas like really really pretty ruffles and bows and star prints and they're not stupidly expensive but they're more expensive than the high street but yeah they have done a collaboration with H&M which launched this week and that is much more affordable and god just so pretty so pretty to the point where I'm literally like I'm going to have to check as soon as it comes out I know I I literally want to snap Mid June. So I'll just be surfing the internet. Yeah, you do a group purchase. Yes, yeah. your eyes peeled. Exactly. All right, I think that's about all we've got time for this week. I will see you in a few weeks. In the meantime, please don't forget to send us any feedback that you may have to podcast at sheerlux.com. We really appreciate hearing from you. Also, please do rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, and I will see you next time. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.